Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Today, we're going to give an update in the fight to protect unborn life across the country. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead. Well, when the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey on June 24, 2022, it placed all policymaking on abortion in the hands of the people and their elected representatives, which includes members of Congress and the state legislatures on the state levels. That's right. So we celebrated the Supreme Court and overturning Roe and Casey, but now the work is just beginning in the various states, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the court ruled that there is no constitutional right to an abortion, and in doing so, the high court uh, sent the case back down to the people and their elected representatives, which include Congress. Mm -hmm. There's already been efforts uh, by some members of the Democratic uh, Congress, uh, both in the House and the Senate, to push a very radical pro-abortion agenda. In fact, there's one pending right now in the U.S. House in which 212 Democrats, all of the Democrats of the U.S. House, have signed on to the so-called Equality Act, which is H.R. 15. And the Equality Act not only is the most radical bill ever to come from Congress or be proposed from Congress on the LGBTQ agenda, but also on abortion. They just stick all these things in one bill and try to fool people. It is all in one bill, LGBTQ and also abortion. And abortion would be, under that bill, if it were to pass, would be federalized as a federal law from birth, uh, from uh, conception all the way to birth. And everything that would be restricting it, whether it be parental notification, consent, waiting periods, um, different kinds of diagnostic studies like ultrasound, all of that would be overruled by this federal law. So we have to work on that mm -hmm. level. Additionally, there are a lot of battles ongoing in the states, both in the state legislatures, lots of legislation has been proposed, and lots of litigation is ongoing in the states. So in uh, at least six state Supreme Courts have already examined their respective state constitutions regarding abortion since a Rose reversal in 2022. The Idaho and Indiana high courts both ruled that their constitutions do not protect abortion rights, clearing the way for near-total abortion bans to take effect. In addition, uh, the uh, Supreme Courts of Kentucky and Oklahoma also have addressed near-total abortion bans, and they've allowed those to go into effect. However, Montana and South Carolina Supreme Courts ruled that their state constitutions do protect abortion under the right to privacy. Uh, Liberty Council, we have filed uh, amicus briefs in multiple states. Uh, we have been uh, successful in a number of these states, including Indiana, Kentucky, and Oklahoma. We have a, a brief, two briefs that we filed in Florida. The oral argument in the Florida Supreme Court case will occur in September. 
uh, with a decision hopefully by the end of the year. You know, in Arizona, we also filed in defense of reinstating the state's 159-year-old abortion law to protect unborn minority and disabled children from social eugenic policies. Of course, we've we've talked all along that abortion, which is human genocide, is really uh, uh, targeted at minorities and disabled uh, babies. And then, of course, in Florida, we filed in defense of Florida's 15-week abortion ban since the Florida Constitution affirms the right to enjoy and defend life, regardless of race, religion, national origin, or physical disability. And, you know, that's one thing you, you have to remember. The Constitution is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You can't have the latter two without the first. It protects life. Well, certainly that's in the Declaration of Independence, but that's the general tenor uh, of state constitutions as well uh, mm-hmm. with respect to protecting life and liberty and uh, freedom. And that's what many of these state constitutions do. Uh, many states, uh, anticipating the overturning of Roe, moved quickly to enact abortion bans or reinstate older laws mm-hmm. previously struck down under Roe. Since June of 2022, at least 18 states have enacted near-total abortion bans. And many of them had trigger laws, which they waited for Roe and Casey to be overturned. And once that happened, then those laws went into effect to protect life. So it's a it's a number of states, a lot of states. 18 uh, states have already enacted near-total bans since just June of 2022. Those include Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Wisconsin. I would also add in there Florida, because Florida passed not only a 16-week, but also a heartbeat law Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, That is something to add to that addition. And in fact, if the Florida Supreme Court upholds the 15-week abortion ban, then the six-week abortion ban goes to effect immediately. Additionally, there are six other states that have passed fetal heartbeat laws, Uh, Laws banning abortion roughly at six weeks of pregnancy. That's where certainly Florida is, Georgia, Iowa, Mississippi, Ohio, and South Carolina. So really all of those can be added to these other 18 that I just uh, mentioned above. So there's at least uh, eight states, though, that are facing legal challenges by pro-abortion groups and have temporarily uh, had their laws blocked by the courts, uh, the near-total bans of Arizona, Utah, Wisconsin, and Wyoming, and the fetal heartbeat laws uh, in uh, Florida, Iowa, Ohio, South Carolina, are all on hold while the legal challenges are reviewed. Uh, South Carolina Supreme Court struck down a previous fetal heartbeat law on January 5, 2023. So there's a lot of moving parts that are taking place both in the legislature across the country and in the state courts across the country as well. But you know, Matt, when you go back to the Word of God and you you really dive into it and you see God's, what His perspective is on life, I mean, He is the Creator. He, he knew us even before we were created in the womb. And you see all of this fight going on. You think, wow, it's absurd that we even have to fight to save unborn children. But really, it's a defiance of God and His creation that's going on. Well, there's a big battle going on, obviously, in a number of these states over referenda, too, Mm -hmm. that's taking place where they're trying to put this issue on the ballot to 
put this before the people to vote. Um, and so those things are taking place. It is an affront against God to this is murder. Human literally genocide. murder and yeah. uh, dismember and brutally uh, kill these helpless, defenseless children. And then Planned Parenthood sells the baby body parts for profit. Well, in our amicus brief uh, that we have filed in some of these uh, cases, including the United States Supreme Court, which, by the way, the high court actually cited to in the Dobbs decision, we have said in part, quote, abortion is the modern-day offspring of eugenics. Margaret Sanger and the early abortion movement promoted abortion to reduce populations they considered lesser than white or fully able Americans. Now the abortion industry denies that all human beings have inherent value and dignity bestowed on them by their creator and has indisputably targeted black, Hispanic, and disabled communities for reduction. That's part of our amicus brief. Mm. I've been reading a, a recent book that just came out regarding the history of Margaret Sanger, and it is absolutely chilling. Uh, she was very much associated with socialism and also certainly the Malthusian Society. The Malthusian Society were these eugenics, uh, where they wanted to reduce human population to try to make the human race better. She is the one who coined the idea of, quote, birth control, mm -hmm. so that they would have something more palatable from a marketing standpoint than talking about population control or eugenics, because they were using eugenics or population control. And she's the one who then coined birth control. She actually advocated that uh, parents ought to pass some kind of test to be able to give birth to children, oh, wow. that they needed to be financially capable, uh, that they needed to be free of different kinds of health conditions. Uh, she was obviously opposed to certain races. Uh, she also indicated that they, like China, the one-child policy that they used to have, that they ought to be allowed to have children only a certain number of children, uh, and that they would have to get permission from the government to be able to have children, and that they needed to space the children out by several years in between children. But there was a limit, just like China's one-child policy. Margaret Sanger pushed that long before China adopted that under uh, its uh, leadership and its uh, post-Mao revolution. So she really saw herself as God deciding who lives and who doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And she was an anarchist, and she uh, tried to create anarchy through this uh, movement that she created and intentionally placed these clinics in minority neighborhoods. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. That's forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.